The evil that men do lands on. We gonna bang your head! You are now listening to the Music Mania podcast, a hard-hitting show featuring all things hard rock and heavy metal. And now here are your hosts, the twins of chaos, Clint Switzer and Paul Lagana. And it is our pleasure to bring on our guest for the week. He is our very special guest. The band is Crash Midnight. The lead singer is Sean Soho. Sean, welcome to the show, man. How's everything going out there? It's going great, man. What's going on with you? Oh, hey, you know, just rocking the summer away, as always. Just uh, just saw Kiss a few nights ago, so, you know, still rebounding from that one, of course. Big show from from those guys, as always. <laughs> dodging a couple rockets here and there yeah 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 i'm still my ears are still ringing a little bit i think i might have got uh, some pyro in my eyes but uh i'll tell you what <laughs> sean you know the band I, i've just been a big fan of this band and i want to start with this because uh, you know the brave world article that everyone's talking about uh the course the headline was crash midnight the next guns and roses question mark I, does, I guess that makes you axel in this situation that could be good or bad <laughs> I, I, I guess you have to pick an era to, to make a decision on that right yeah exactly <laughs> absolutely but i mean that's what a, what a great thing i mean you know that's no pressure or anything on that either right yeah. I mean, no pressure yeah no i mean it seems like everybody wants to compare us to, to something and and uh you know things we, we listen to so much stuff like we've got a little bit of uh every band that we ever liked in our music but yeah, everybody's got their own opinion. People tell us we sound like Dangerous Toys out of left field. I've never even heard Dangerous Toys. Huge fan. We actually just had Jason McMaster on this show a couple months ago, singer from Dangerous Toys. So we have a, we got a connection there. In fact, uh, yeah. yeah, that's great, man. But I tell you, the, the, the comparisons are there because when you have a band that comes out that doesn't fit the mold of and i'm you know i'm sorry to say this there's a lot of vanilla bands out there and i'm not going to name names okay yeah i will okay like the three days graces of the world the hinders of the world you guys you guys don't fit that mold you have a different look more of a sleazier sound i mean you'd agree with that right it's more of a it's it's just more of a sleazier throwback sound yeah i mean we just all the stuff that we thought was cool is what we put into this band you know and like we we fucking we like leather jackets. We like you know we don't like wearing leather pants though. So we didn't do that. You know it was just everything that we thought which was cool. We threw together here and here's the result. I guess. Yeah, leather <laughs> pants are. Leather pants will leave black marks all over your legs. Just ask David Lee Roth. Um, I'll tell you. <laughs> so the the latest single, it's Roxy, and the um, the uncensored version is actually available on your guys' website right now, which I'd, I'd um, you know, admi- advise everyone to go check that out. There's some nudity in it. So uh, definitely check out the uncensored version. Great song, too, by the way, man. That's a, that's a great song, and people are digging that, aren't they? Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Actually, we um we didn't even put it on the website. We put it on our app, which is a new thing that that we didn't really know a lot about. And our uh, our business manager hooked us up with it, and it's it's been the coolest thing. All the fans seem to like it a lot. Um, it's uh, it's this exclusive thing. It's on App Store, iTunes, all that stuff, um, and Google Play. And uh, we're able to give away free songs on it, give away free posters, merch, and all this stuff. Just you know, for our fans showing up. So it's been a really cool spot to have things. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. That's a little. Uh, that's 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 pretty. Uh, you know, the gadgets out there are incredible. I mean, you probably can play Pokemon Go from that app too. I'd say at some point. Uh, but yeah, right. Well, <laughs> but, the thing was with our with our website, we don't have a you know eighteen plus website, so our label didn't want us to put the you know the uncensored one on there. They control that stuff, so we said, all right, well, the app will make it at seventeen plus or whatever. And, you know, now the the onus is on somebody else. That's a, so. So the the censored version is on the website. That's that's was my mistake. Yes, the censored yeah, version is there. Right. But you guys, the thing about uh, Crushed Midnight, you guys were uh, a Boston band, one of my favorite cities in the world, by the way. I love Boston. Yeah. Um, and you, you guys made the transition to to Las Vegas. I mean, no, uh, you know, I mean, gosh, that's that's quite a transition. First of all, just culturally, <laughs> how's that been for you guys, man? Are you having fun? Is it hard to keep focused? I mean, <laughs> how's it been going? Uh, well, I guess that's a, a little bit of both on that. Yeah, we, um, you know, uh, I, I, I think we finally got tired of the snow after, what was it, that last winter we were out there. It was eight feet of snow or some crazy shit, and we were like, all right, that's that's enough of this. And we've been on tour with Adelita Sway, who we've become really good friends with, and they said, hell, you know, you guys come out here, you're going to have a great job. You might, might kill yourselves, but uh, you're going to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, uh, yeah, we made the trek out here, and it's, it's gorgeous every day. It's a little hot, but, you know, there's girls by the pool, and, yeah, you know, we can't beat it. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that you've left is the cradle of championships there, the sports, and, and Boston are second to none. I mean, you've got championships from the Patriots. You've got the Red Sox with three World Series in, in 12 years. You've got Stanley Cups from the Bruins. The Celtics have won. You're leaving that. I mean, I don't know how big oh, of a sports know, fan you guys are. That's, that's what they make TV for, though, right? That's right. That's right. That's what Sunday well, tickets so are. We're getting the hockey team out here, so maybe I'll see the Bruins. Yeah, the maybe the Raiders, too. It may just blow up out there in Vegas. I know. Just, just don't go to the casinos yeah. when it comes to to that to sports betting. That's where uh, it's. <laughs> I'd be living out in the desert somewhere if uh, I lived in Vegas and had access to regular sports gambling. So I'll tell you, it's. Uh, but no, you guys are out there. You're doing, and and you know the your debut album came out actually in 2014, and um, you know it was Lost in the City. Great reviews. It's been uh, getting around. You guys have done some big tours. You talked about Adelita's Way, but you've gone out with Pretty Reckless, Seven Dust. What's it been like going out with some of these really big bands? I mean, you guys have had to have learned a lot out there. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, going out with Seven Dust. Those were those are guys. They were always the big kids when we were growing up, you know. And that was um, that was something really, really special for a lot. A lot of the guys. I wasn't like you know uh, super familiar with uh, Seven Dust catalog. I know a lot of the other guys in the band really, really were, and they turned me on to some stuff. And and uh, it was cool once once we found out we were going out with them. I really dug into a lot of their stuff. Like, oh shit, I know that song. I know that one. And it was it was a ton of fun, man. They put on a crazy show. John is, is, is an amazing dude. He, he hung out with us and, and partied with us and everything. So that was fun. I mean, um, I don't know, the uh, the pretty reckless story had a lot of rules on. <laughs> it was a little different vibe. But we got to see a lot of great places, and we got to become really good friends with Adelita's way, who was, you know, part of that package, too. I assume one, so of, the ru- was, one of the rules was uh, do not hit on Taylor Momsen, I'm assuming, or was that not one of them? Uh, one of the rules was try not to outstage the uh, the headliners in the press. I think was the biggest rule. <laughs> oh, tended to break that a lot. Wow, yeah, that's that's kind of old school. You always heard that, like back in the. Back in the Kiss and Motley Crue and those type of bands, like, hey, we can't have you guys upstaging uh, people. But yeah, that's uh, that's 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 still cool. That's still a bit. They're 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 a big band, good band to go out with. And uh, you know, sometimes rules or not, I guess you just gotta get out there and play your music. That's what you guys do. You guys are uh, a huge a band that's really coming up, and a band I really like uh, that stands out against a, a lot of bands that have come out in the last ten years. I mean, there's just like I said, there's a lot of vanilla bands out there. You guys are. 
anything but vanilla and you guys are working i believe uh and correct me if i'm wrong here but you guys um are getting ready to work or working with steve thompson of appetite for destruction fame from guns and roses on on the next album is that how it's going uh, well it's, it's a little more complicated than that with which is pretty much everything that's crashing and that is it's never easy or straightforward so uh yeah we are we are working with Steve Thompson. We actually finished our single. Roxy was a Steve Thompson produced single, um, and it also had some additional production on it uh, by Bobby Ferrari out here at uh, Vegas Two Studios, um, which is actually right down the street from my apartment out here. Very convenient. So um, what we did was brought Steve in, and we um, we put together that song, and we decided in the in the process of doing that to sign with a uh, UK label called Music Arts and Media for uh, re-releasing Lost in the City overseas. And because the the album, it, it got like, it really did get some good reviews and stuff, but it, it never really had the push that we wanted to. Our, our label ran into some financial stuff, so uh, this is kind of giving it a whole new life. And, and Bobby Ferrari out here at Vegas View is, um, is actually remixing, remastering, doing a bunch of new recording on Lost in the City to kind of bring it up to, to par with what uh, Thompson did with uh, Roxy. So we're going to release the whole damn thing with Roxy as part of it here in the fall uh, overseas, and then we're working on taking a, uh, a stab and re-releasing it out here in the States, too. It's what you hear the production. It's like night and day. It's, it's like uh, Mama Cruz Too Fast for Love versus Dr. Feelgood production. Oh, wow, yeah. And that's that's the that's yeah. the challenge. I mean, um, today, you know, to, to be a band today, and I give huge props to, to bands like you guys that do, you know, the kind of the old grassroots, right, just going out, touring, playing music. Is it a challenge, though, because... To, to to you know to make a living at this, you've got to sell music, and you've got uh, had your album out in 2014, and this one. How hard is it just to to find unique ways to to get your music out there and to and to get people to buy it? I mean, that's to me something that's really challenging, you know, in the music business today. And I and I just I hate to see bands struggle out there, but man, that's that that's got to be a challenge for you guys, just trying to get the music out there. That's actually that's the you hit the nail on the head. It's the biggest challenge right now in the music industry. Uh, we have a really good friend in a band. I won't name them, but uh, you know they had a top ten hit, and I, I think it said it was somewhere around twenty thousand units removed. Uh, it's just not anywhere near what it used to be. Fortunately, our, our business manager is very forward thinking. Uh, the uh, the producer who ended up uh, creating our rocks and music video, and actually also shot us when we uh, we played our first show in Hollywood back uh, last September, and he shot the full live concert. Uh, he's connected us with a really cool opportunity with uh, CBS Sports. So right now we're in the process of booking uh, six live television appearances um, that reach about 11 million homes uh, throughout the rest of 2016. So it's essentially we're going to be um, doing live performances on TV around boxing events that one of my good friends is, is involved in too. He's one of the heavyweight fighters. That, that's going to be our, our next thing here in, in uh, September and going forward. And it's a lot of exposure for us, so we're really excited. That's great, and that's the, today to, to find those cross-promotional you know, ways to go about it, that is that is unbelievable, and we look forward to seeing those performances uh, from you guys. And, I, and, and you personally, I mean, as, I, as I'm listening uh, kind of to the first album and just listening to uh, and watching the video for the for the single for Roxy, I, I can't really pigeonhole your voice as far as uh, you know comparing it to anything else. I, I love I love the vocals um, in the band. It's just uh, it really stands apart. But do you have any? I mean, I know you talk about uh, lots of influences and you put them all into the band. But you personally, as far as vocal styles, do you have anybody that you kind of draw from? I mean, it's really you have a really original voice. I mean, it doesn't sound like anybody else's. Well, thanks. I mean, I, I think that's that's what you go for, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there's when we first started out, uh, we sounded like a Guns N' Roses cover band, and, and honestly, um, 
you know, now I think we've, we've slowly migrated to not totally sounding like that, but it's, you know, I've, I've been influenced when I was a little kid, I was singing along with Boston's debut album. That was my favorite thing is trying to figure out how to sing as high as Brad Delp on that stuff. And uh, then I fell in love with a lot of stuff by like Iggy Pop, a lot of the Rolling Stones stuff, the guys that didn't necessarily have the most classically amazing voices, but were able to pull off everything all on attitude. And so trying to pull that in along with, you know, having a little bit more vocal training has always been, you know, you, you got to get that secret sauce because you don't want to sit there and sing operatic and stuff, but you also don't want to, you know, have absolutely, you know, a completely trashy voice too. So. You know, we just try to incorporate, honestly, it's really, hey, this Stone song sounds cool, this Iggy Pop song sounds cool, this, you know, Johnny Thunder song sounds cool. Let's put all those things together and let's show everybody the best of the stuff that we like. And I think that's that's what you hear. And hopefully, if you take enough influences, you don't sound like anybody. Hey, that's, like everybody. Yeah, that's kind of, that's, I think that's kind of what's worked out for you guys, because you can kind of see, I mean, the image-wise, sound-wise, it's like, okay, yeah, this is kind of different, it's sleazier, it's, you know, kind of more of a throwback, but you don't, you don't say, oh, this is, you know, this is New York Dolls, this is Guns N' Roses, this is Motley Crue, he doesn't, he doesn't evoke that, but it, it is a throwback, and I mean, for your, you personally, I mean, you talked about listening to Boston and growing up, you're from Boston, of course, uh, Aerosmith, bands like that, uh, from that, yeah. from that area, but... Do you have a moment that kind of defines you um, as a musician where you said, hey, this is what I'm going to do, this is it? Like, did you, any, a concert or anything where you just said, hey, this is it, I've, I've found my calling here? You know, it's, it's actually cool that when you mention the concerts and stuff, every single time I go to a concert, it's, it's almost that, that moment. You see somebody that's, that's doing a great job. We saw, you know, the Aerosmith play Fenway several years ago and stuff like that, watching, you know, Tyler run around stage at his age and just absolutely destroy it. It, it was, it's like, shit, this guy's got a lot of years on me, you know, I have no excuse to not kill it. Or I saw Bruce Springsteen live, play for three and a half hours. You watch, you watch guys that are just great at their stuff, you know, and I think that always, uh, just lights that fire in you to go back out there and, and, and try to be even better, you know, and hold yourself to that standard. Well, um, you know, you guys are out touring a lot, but I mean, do you get a chance to go to shows? I mean, have you caught any shows this summer? What, what's the last concert you went to? Actually, we were at the. Um, we had some tickets uh, from a friend of ours for. for uh, there was a Def Leppard tribute concert at um, where the hell was he? It was in Mandalay Bay at, at the Hard Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's this band called Pyromania. They were they were they were fucking awesome. I, <laughs> I loved them. Their well, vocalist was incredible. Five part harmonies going on, um, and that was a band when I when I first first started. Uh, like a lot of people I saw, you know, the, the pyrotechnics going on with Kiss and I wanted in on that and uh, I learned how to play guitar playing to, you know, High and Dry and On Through the Night and all the early, um, all the early Def Leppard albums. So that was, you know, that was a trip down memory lane. I actually hadn't listened to Def Leppard I can't even tell you how many years and I still knew all the damn words of the songs well, the early albums. Yeah, the, the, you mean the albums they kind of uh, ignore these days, of course. But uh, no, uh, you know, in, in, in Vegas, man, you got residencies. You've had Scorpions out there. You've had, my God, you had Twisted Sister out there. They just filmed the DVD out there. I mean, they, the bands are just... There's inner, it's crazy because um, you know I was there and uh, caught like reading the Rock Vault out there, which is a really good rock tribute as well. Uh, recently, and it's just like my God, like every ten minutes there's some show going on that you could get to if you wanted to, if you can stay out of the strip clubs. That is right, right. And that's always the challenge, isn't it? It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of great acts coming through here. Actually, um, Dee Snider recorded at the same place that we're recording uh, Vegas View. He just did. Uh, he actually did an amazing uh, version. We're not going to take it on piano which uh, when you hear that doesn't like sound like that would work together but I heard the thing and it was it's incredible I don't even know if it's come out yet but it, when it does make sure you take a listen it's, it's fucking 
That is awesome. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff. You know, it's, it's just Boston is a very different uh, town. There's actually there's a lot of bands that skip Boston these days, especially with the college crowd kind of gravitating more towards EDM or just gravitating towards going out to grope and feel me clubs, you know, that don't have any live music at all. Um, so coming out here, it was cool because everybody that we're meeting and hanging out with, you know, we went down, they just moved this studio, but the studio, the hideout that used to be at, uh, uh, bootleggers without Ron Mancuso. And, you know, you just walk into a place like that, you're, you're having dinner and oh yeah, the studio's right there and, you know, five finger recorded here and like all these guys. And you just, you don't have that element in Boston. There are some great studios in Boston, but you don't have the, you're not rubbing elbows with the same level of people out there most of the time. Sure. So it's been a really cool change for us. Well, you guys are in the right place. And I'll tell you what, guys, uh, we're talking to Sean Soho, lead singer from Crash Midnight, uh, wonderful band that's uh, up and coming. And you guys just have, uh, I think, really the, the world ahead of you and so much, so many great things ahead of you. And we're here in Kansas City. We got to get you, got to get you here to the Midwest one of these days. I'm not, not one of the more exciting trips you'll ever make, but there's some, uh, there's some good rock stuff here going on in Kansas City in the Midwest. We got to get you up here, man. What's, what's the future like, uh, you know, sh- uh, tour wise? You got any shows coming up? What's going on uh, as far as live shows go? Yeah, so with, with the uh, with the television thing going on right now, we kind of we put that at the top of the list. Um, there, they have all the actual television dates from CBS, uh, and they're just trying to finalize which casinos they're going to go to. And they're talking everything from you know Miami to some stuff out here in Vegas to uh, to some Canada stuff and, and some stuff in uh, Cleveland and Michigan. Um, so we're kind of waiting for those chips to fall before we try to book anything around it because it's. It's a decent paycheck for the band, and it's also, I mean, you could tour the country for a year and still not reach, you know, one million people, let alone 11 million people. So that's sure. become our priority. It's actually, it's going to be really cool. I mean, we can talk a little bit about it now because things are, are really moving, but um, one of the things we'll be doing is the band will be doing a live performance with the actual band, not me, uh, performing a song while I, I sing the lyrics to that song during the walkout of the, uh, the main event slider. And uh, then we're going to get to hang out and, and be on TV for the rest of the um, for the rest of the, the event. And after that, they're going to do a uh, concert with us. You know, while you already have those five thousand, ten thousand people there for the event, we're going to go play a show for them afterwards. So it's it's something really different. Nobody else has really thought to capitalize off that. We're really happy to. Yeah, that's great. That's going to be awesome. Going to definitely be looking forward to that. And you know, let's keep up anything you guys have uh, to, to promote. We'll definitely be in touch. Absolutely, give us a call anytime here at the Music Mania Podcast. We uh, we love talking to you guys. We love talking to the guests. That's what we do. We bring them on. Sean, it has just been a pleasure, man. Let's catch up soon. Hopefully, get you to Kansas City at some point. We'll uh, we'll come say hello in person, man. It's just been a pleasure. Thanks so much. And you know, let's let's catch up again soon. Like I said. Yeah, absolutely, man. We really appreciate your support and everything. And and we're gonna have a couple more announcements coming down the pike here in another month or so. So stay tuned. Absolutely. Follow Crash Midnight at Crash Mad- Crash Midnight on Twitter. Keeps it pretty simple. Find him on Twitter. Uh, the website's CrashMidnight.com. Again, very simple. Find it, guys. Thanks so much, Sean, for joining us. And we will catch up again soon, my man. All right. Take care, brother. Good talking with you. You bet. Thanks a lot.